Welcome to the first episode of the second series of the Church Mag Podcast. This is Eric Dye along with Phil Schneider. Hey, good morning. And Chip Desard. Hey, what's going on? Normally we have Jeremy Smith with us, but Chip clocked him over the head and stuffed him in his trunk. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm just a substitute right now. You know, there was some back channel talk on the uh, in the Church Mag Authors Guild that maybe we could just have Chip on and refer to him as Jeremy the whole time, just like uh, when the mom switched out in the Fresh Prince. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. And it, nobody it, did. Nobody it, worked did. For, it worked for them. Isn't that what you said, Phil? <laughs> and how do, you, how do you feel as that actress when they replace your character with a totally different looking woman looks completely different not even a bit similar and no one says hey wait a minute hey look when i looked on when i was reading the guild and i saw that i just about died what's funny is that on the on the network it says what our name is and so i'm like reading this about the fresh prince and i realized that it's written by phil oh yes I, well, it's hilarious i just I just have had two nephews born the past two months and when I walk up to him going, hey, what's up, buddy? It's Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil's talking to you. And, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's fun to be Uncle Phil. Who, did, who just passed away, by the way? So I feel like I have no leadership in the Uncle Phil you know, you know, genre because my, my mentor is gone. It's time to take the mantle. Yeah, I'm taking the mantle. you got to carry on the Uncle Phil. Yep. All right, guys. Easter is just around the corner, and as we as we uh, resurrect the Church Mag podcast and prepare for the resurrection, we want to talk a little bit about what you can do to prepare as church techs for Easter. And Chip has written an excellent post that kind of over that kind of highlights some of the main areas that you need to think about in preparing for Easter. Chip, what would you say is one of the top or one of the top three things that as church tech guys we need to think about in preparing for? the big Sunday. Well, you know, as I wrote my post, it's like the Super Bowl Sunday of church. If that's, you know, Christmas and Easter, I say Easter. And I think as a tech person, you know, one of the things I would like to think of, I always think of visitors and where people, when people come And One thing that churches, a lot of churches still don't have, and I think what they need, and I write in the post is that you really need to set up a guest Wi-Fi network. I'm not saying be on your main network. And there's a good link uh, that I'll give to you in the show notes that uh, for Lifehacker has how to set that up. For a lot of churches have wireless networks, but you go there and it's the lock button on there. But it really will be good to have like a guest network for your visitors as soon as they come in. You're not saying take your Wi-Fi network that you have, that you have your church CMS and you have, you know, access to the uh, pastor's desktop and stuff like that. No, you're talking about setting up kind of a, a parallel network where when visitors are there, they just automatically have Wi-Fi, instant access, no problem. Yeah, I think that's real uh, important because, you know, when you have a visitor there, the first thing they're going to do is check their tablet or their smartphone. And what better way to invite them in to see, you know, the guest network, even though a lot of people have 4G, 3G, but still it's good that you they can use your network. Well, yeah, but what if what if you're for churches that have patchy cell phone reception or it's their building is in such a way that it 
it has terrible reception inside, I mean, that could be huge. And this is why we had Chip on, because like my mind's a little bit blown. I'm not going to lie, Phil. My mind is a little bit blown. That is an excellent, excellent idea. In fact, you know, Sunday, because it is the big show, you can when you put some of these things in place, a lot of them you might think about just leaving in place. Like this is your big opportunity to try some of those new things to make w- visitors feel welcomed. And if you can if you can execute them and use this as the catalyst to have them done, man, you're set for the rest of the year. Yeah, I really believe so. I, I, there are so many. I mean, Phil, maybe you don't. Maybe in your church you all have a guest network already, but a lot of churches are just starting to get Wi-Fi and offer it. Or they limit it, like how, like in a cafe or Starbucks or something like that. We've got a guest network, and actually, I believe we're right in the process right now of, re- of re- repairing it. We had a, uh, a time capsule running our, our main network and our guest network, and it's it's uh, giving up the ghost, so to speak. Um, but I completely agree. It, it's it's a convenience factor. It's just um, it's being polite. As long as it doesn't give up the Holy Ghost, you'll be all right. I knew you were going to go there. I knew you were going to go there. And by the way, the podcast resurrected. Are you saying last week was a crucifixion? Is that what you're saying? Well, who says it was, it was last week? Now was you have last to edit that out, crucifixion? Was, it, was, that, was, that, was, that, was that painful for it you? It was that painful. <laughs> I even had a bad edit in there. I tell you what, man. You're at the end like, oh, it is finished. Anyway, uh, no, I, I completely agree. Having, having free Wi-Fi is, I think... The ba- it's a mind-blowing idea, but really it should be a baseline. It should be one of the first things you do because it's it's so ubiquitous now. Everyone's got it. Um, I think not that churches should adopt this entire mindset, but like think about a hotel. You know, you used to always offer, uh, you know, that they had a pool, or then it was a free cable. Free cable. Well, now, yeah. now it's free Wi-Fi. Well, are you yeah. saying we should have free cable and pools in church? <laughs> I mean, talk about no. turning up attendance, man. You can just like chill out in the back in the hot tub, be like, "All right, right, preach it." Nor should we have vibrating chairs. I'm just saying that we gotta ha- that that there's a, a bare minimum of um, I can't get the word here um, accommodations or um, just like you know, churches. Jeremy's always harping on the on the donuts, and, and God bless him for it. Yeah, because we but love donuts. <laughs> like every, I feel like I feel like every church in America offers donuts and coffee, or at least coffee in the morning. Well, I love coffee, but I also love Wi-Fi. And my body's at the point now where I need radiation, okay? So I need that free Wi-Fi to get me through the morning. Especially if you, if you want people to, to be checking in, like on Foursquare or Facebook, or posting um, you know, positive comments about church experience, give them the Wi-Fi on which to do that. You know, I said mind blown. Hopefully I didn't look like a total noob. Because it is such a simple idea, but it is such a, an important idea and such an obvious idea. I mean, you give people coffee in the morning and donuts. It isn't necessarily because we're trying to to uh, get people to come to church because we already made the coffee. It's about it's about you know being a family. I mean, families love to hang out and have coffee and donuts. I mean, that's like an awesome mm-hmm. thing to do. It gets you awake, right. you know, so that you're ready for that Sunday morning service. And you know, you're you're so right about you know Foursquare and checking in. And some churches really like the whole you know Facebook and tweeting while you're at church. Give people the tools to be able to do that. So yeah, we, we've been using uh, Uversion's live feature. And uh, it's nice to say, hey, get on our guest network and you can help, you can download this app and use a uh, follow along the message on U version. Your church has been using the U version thing and you haven't written a blog post about it, Phil? Because it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of buggy and so I, I, I didn't have. I don't want to put out a negative post just yet. Okay. So All right. it's, it's, going, it's good. It's just not like the best experience. 
right now, and they've updated that feature in like two years. So I'm kind of like, I'm kind of ho- hoping that we'll get an update maybe coming into the summer. I'm not well, sure. Well, maybe if you wrote a review, it would it would prod them to um, fix that. Well, I, I thought of that, but I searched Church Mag, and we wrote a review of it two years ago, and we were like, this is okay, but it's kind of buggy. Mm. Yeah, but you didn't write about it. <laughs> so nothing, nothing's changed in two years. What if you wrote in your Batman voice? Would that make any difference? Your version. Update your app. Get your app together. I didn't. I didn't put my full effort into that one. I don't want to wake my daughter up with Batman. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, way to scar her for life. Okay, Chip, you were going to say something. In the article as well, for some churches, they are concerned that people will go to sites and hog bandwidth. So there's a way to limit that. So you know, you can tell what sites are blocked or what. You know, give a, a, a white list of sites because you can make sure that things, you know, everything is copacetic. Everything is working well. Nice. Not that anybody would do that, but just the fact that someone will come and download a, you know, <laughs> a one gig file on your network. <laughs> right. And if you're going to be sending something up to then use it in the future, you're going to want to have those safeguards in place so that, you know, on your, you know, any given Sunday, you don't have to worry about those things. So that's excellent. All right. So on your list of things that church tech need to need to look out for, you can skip number two because Phil said no jacuzzis uh, or hot tubs in the back. So go ahead and jump to number three. (laughs) No problem. One of the things I really consider for church, especially uh, tech teams and any team is using some type of run sheet. My church uh, uses planning center online. Some churches use Google doc Evernote, but I really, like planning center online in order to get your service running together and there's no better way than on easter services start some type of organization other than an excel spreadsheet and um there are a lot of people that just email excel spreadsheets around but i really think the assignments the more organized you are and having a big service or a seeker service is an excellent opportunity to start something new so if you're you know you're listening to this for churches that don't use use such a such an app Tell us a little bit, give us, um, so as not to bore people who already know all about it, give us in a nutshell what that looks like on a Sunday morning, how that tool helps get everything organized to uh, for, for the Sunday morning service. Well, basically, you know, Eric, it just has a run sheet. It's a time with everything. So it operates more like, you know, uh, like a play or a script. So a lot of times, a lot of smaller churches, especially that I work with, just kind of start service and do whatever. But if you have a script, the tech people could be on the same page, the praise team, the musicians, the songs. So I think the more organized you are, and, and it, it still amazes me as many churches I go to, because I work with a lot of churches all around that don't have any type of organization. They go by the bulletin and they just go, and they kind of wing it, <laughs> you know? Right, and right. just kind of wing it. I don't understand that. <laughs> and this is pretty interesting, and I think really huge, Chip. A lot of times these church tech tools, you know, a, a smaller congregation or a regular-sized church looks at those things and goes, oh, man, we don't need that. We've never used it before. You know, what's that going to do for us? That's just for the mega church. And there's this division that occurs where there's what, there, you know, the mega churches need all the tools and everybody else doesn't, but that's simply not the case. This is something a small church would benefit from as well and the church that i'm working with now is only 125 people the pastor has the vision and when i came in there you know as a consultant i said here are the tools that you need and i think you should get x and y and you know he said listen planning center and a planning has really revolutionized how we do this because everybody is finally on the same page we don't have to go back and forth on emails on text messages and things like that yeah, I, I, yeah, and 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 how are you going to? I'm sorry, Phil. You're fine. I'm kind of passionate about you're the, this. Hey, you're okay. the boss. 
talk over. Calm me. down. Okay. Just calm down. Okay. <laughs> just all right. Just keep. Just sit tight on your Batman voice. And, and that's the thing is that you know we talk about church growth and how important that is. And until you manage and maximize what you have, what makes you think that you're ready to? make that next step and to grow that much bigger. Perhaps your current infrastructure is exactly what's holding you back from reaching that quote-unquote next level. Get ready now so that when something pops and something big and something awesome happens, you're ready. That's so true, Eric, because a lot of people, like you said, oh, we don't need this, but it's for the future, not for right now. And I think that if... And, and let's be real. There are more small to medium-sized churches all across the world and the country than than mega churches. So, you know, I think the mega churches they're just more visible. But the churches I work work with are very small to medium, right? Which are less visible because they're not big and mega. <laughs> and as church techies, we're always looking forward to the future. Always, always. So. We just got planning set in our church a few months ago, and I, I completely agree. It's a uh, it's a wonderful tool. We 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 always had like a rundown sheet. We hand out Sunday mornings for like you know, the order, and we. So you were that church. Oh yeah, but uh, and then it worked fine for us. And really, um, as far as that and that side of things, the actual order of things, planning center hasn't changed a whole lot for us because we kind of we have the exact same order every week. We just change the songs essentially. Um, but what it has done for us is allowed like our worship team to have the music, the notes, an audio file, a YouTube video, and all the stuff they need to prepare on their own. It lets me know uh, if I'm doing announcements or opening beforehand, which is kind of nice. It, it, and it, by, giving, by giving me the worship list, I can go into our, our church blog and put in the worship list on Thursday with YouTube videos and iTunes links. And so our people can know, Hey, on Sunday, we're going to sing these songs. So if there's a new song, they don't know. They can listen to it before Sunday comes. That's huge. That is huge, Phil. And it also, I think makes it easier for church volunteers, church tech ushers, whoever, whoever's tied into the planning center. Uh, It makes it easier to have more volunteers because you don't have to have a few people that know all the details and all the nuances. You can have anybody jump in the stream just about any time and they can see everything and they can understand exactly how it works on any Sunday because they can they can use this tool. It was was perfect. You know, uh, two weeks ago, we had some real bad snow coming in on a Sunday. So we we saw it coming. So on on, we already we already canceled church once Uh, the first Sunday of the year. We had to cancel because we had a whole week of just snow and ice. So. We didn't want to cancel again. So on Friday, our pastor made the call. We were going to move church from Sunday morning to Saturday afternoon. And so through using Planning Center, our worship leader was able to contact everyone, give them the new details, send out a modified worship list. And then um, when a lot of people ended up bailing because they, they already had plans on Saturday. They couldn't get out of them. He had to set up – he had to do a whole new modified plan and ended up – he was he didn't do, do acoustic service. So we had we had like we had no organ player we had no um, we had like only two guitar players so we ended up just playing with you know acoustic guitars and a djembe on stage but we he knew that ahead of time because he had planning center set up and people could could you know drop out of their spots yeah and I don't want to sound like this is just an endorsement of planning center but you could also use like what you used before um, you know Excel spreadsheets or Google Docs or I just think planning center is just since it's an online tool and I don't know if there's a competitor to, to them. I'm, I'm just ignorant about it, but I know that it's just 
collaboration is what it's all about. It's kind of like the Steve Jobs mantra where he says, people don't know what they want until you give it to them, you know? So I agree. I agree. <laughs> I mean, a Google Doc would totally work, but because it's not made for that, uh, you've got to have people who are tech savvy enough to know how to use it for its un- for an unintended purpose. Yeah, and that's one thing that frustrates me a lot of times in the church tech community is is we're we're guilty of this where we go, oh yeah, but you can do this and it's easier and cheaper all the time, man. If I had a quarter for every time, if I had a dollar for every time I hear that, oh, is it free? I can do this with Google. Doc. <laughs> great go for it man right. but i mean it, it's it's cheaper but i don't think it's necessarily easier because with a google doc you've got a you're using it for a a non-planned purpose and so i think in, in some instances it makes it harder because you're forcing google doc to do a job it wasn't made to do right right exactly i mean pros use pro tools to do a pro job for a reason all right that's a tweetable thank you thank you and you know if planning center is listening to the podcast you know, just just email us because if you want to sponsor this podcast, post it happening, we're all for it. Just make your checks out to Chip Dizard. Because <laughs> he brought it up. Okay, okay, Chip. Uh, what, what's a what's a third? What's a third and final thing that church text guys can think about? Because we all know everything's better in threes. Everything is better in threes. Well, this is really not not a real technical thing. This is just really a practical thing. And I know that Phil can agree with this. And I, I just write, be prepared for Murphy's Law. You know that, Phil? <laughs> what oh, can go completely. wrong? Will Phil go wrong. knows that feel, <laughs> let me tell you. And there's a reason why I started the, the church, uh, the, the Tech Rex series, okay? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Murphy's Law happens every weekend to someone in a church. Like planning center <laughs> fails and no one knows what to I do. Th- I think that Murphy's Law is the only thing more consistent than uh, donuts in the foyer. <laughs> For instance, uh, Phil, we had a Easter service. I can't remember. There was a huge storm coming around. And guess what happened? Power went out during service. Oh, man. <laughs> you talk about Murphy's Law. But, but, but they had a backup generator. It didn't power the whole sanctuary. It's a big sanctuary. But powered just enough to get through the service. But I have, and I've always said that you never think that that would happen. It's like the lights going off in the Super Bowl. You never think that would happen. But right. Law happens. <laughs> That's why I'm glad we're doing this podcast so early because honestly, if you're going to start using new tech before a big deal service, you need to start using it at least two weeks out so you know how it works and you know what what will and won't work. Because nothing worse than getting some new amps or, some, or a new thing here and there and find out your your breakers can't hold it, you know, or or they you got some new guy who pops in the booth or not new guy, but you get some new equipment and someone pops in the booth uh, on. Easter Sunday to run stuff and they haven't used it yet and they screw it up. It's like when uh, Chip and I migrated his blog, you know, you, you need some margin because there's going to, there's going to be hiccups, you know, you know, uh, Chip was like, can I, can I turn off my host? I'm like, dude, let's give it a couple days. All right. Cause if something's broken, we need, we need a little margin. We need a little bandwidth. So you're absolutely right. Give yourself a couple weeks to, to really try. Like if you want that open network, you know, Give it a go. I mean, that you, I guess you could do in the middle of the week. But as far as these other tools and stuff, whatever you may have, new lighting, new new anything, you're absolutely right. You know, practice with it first. I mean, you never walk out, since the Super Bowl seems to be the favorite analogy here, uh, you don't go down on Super Bowl Sunday and you're in the huddle and it's game time and you go, all right, guys, let's try that play that we've never practiced with. 
said no one ever (laughs) exactly (laughs) that is so true but but you know when that happened it it really four or five years ago i said you know what I know it sounds far fetched, but it happens because you know that anything can go wrong. And you know, in this climate we live, where it can be sunny today and a tornado tomorrow, then a snowstorm the next day. And that's just the, the climate we live in. So we have to prepare not for everything, but for just many scenarios. Uh, especially with tech, especially with tech. I was just telling somebody the other day that hey, you need to be able to, to identify the points of failure. You know, you can't have one computer doing four things on the service. You need to have separate computers so you can identify a point of failure. That is a great point, Chip. I was just talking to someone from my church back, my old church back in the United States, uh, about some tech things, and he was asking me about that, uh, about using one computer to do multiple things, like what use the same computer to do the projection and have it connected to the soundboard. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, if you can all, if you can handle it, get separate computers. You know, if you have to get used or some, you know, minimum machines like a minimal computer to run the soundboard, whatever, whatever you need to do, try to separate your tech because you're absolutely right. Because then you're then you're not only without sound, but you're without any words. So. You can't even go acoustic. Yeah, and I know funds can be tight, so I know we we do. You know, we make bricks without straw. So in churches, right. a lot of times. This time, is true. So. This is true. I mean, that, that, there's there's always that. You're right. There there is always that. But all right, Chip. Thank you for blowing our minds with these three. And there's going to be more because you're going to have them in the blog post. And I have I have I have a sense that Phil has already have some seeds planted for new posts coming up, whether they be tech recs or other pro tips surrounding uh, introducing new technology to church services or specifically to um, Easter Sunday, but I can definitely feel it. So that being said, I would imagine we should probably do this again. Don't you think? I would love to. We lost Phil. Yeah. Hold on here. Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil. Oh, Oh, here he is. My internet is cut out entirely. I actually had one more thought. I was going to say that my Wi-Fi cut out. I like all these ideas because all of these can, are relatively low cost. Planning Center might cost a little bit. Maybe you can start with a Google Doc and work your way up to Planning Center and kind of see the see the need for organization and then make that jump and, and, and purchase Planning Center. But all these are, are relatively um, low scale, low cost ideas that you can implement in preparation for Easter and then keep going. Because nothing, nothing is worse than uh, doing a bait and switch with the church stuff you know folks come in and see easter as like this huge mega service and it's amazing and then next week they maybe come back and you're back to the regular stuff we're not putting this much effort into it i think that that is finding ways to improve your service that you can keep going that are manageable is the best way to do it hey that, that's great i mean that's that's right there that's the great advice boom shakalaka <laughs> Thank you. You know, just because it's serious too doesn't mean you have to quit doing the boom shakalakas and whatnot. Come on. I think that I think that transcends. Oh, I, I think that trend the boom shakalaka transcends. All right, um, Chip. I would just want to say that you did a really good job. Oh, thank you, sir. And we will definitely. I, I think we're probably going to definitely have to have him on again sometime. Don't you think? Oh, definitely. Hey, I can't replace uh, Jeremy. I'm not. I'm not the new mom or the new dad, but I'm a good fill-in. I hope you're not the new mom. <laughs> <laughs> I think my, our daughter might have a might have a red dye allergy. I didn't believe that stuff until we we, gave, we tested it on her. We were just thinking about it, and we gave her a red sucker. And within 25 minutes, she was like 
I was ready to cast out demons. She was just going crazy. <laughs> She's all like, get out, and just nuts. Amazing. Uh, guys, uh, thank you for your time. Hilarious. Oh, no problem. Thank you, sir. Hey, thanks, guys. All right, keep it real. Be cool. Talk to you later. Okay. Right. See you. Bye. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. You win. Perfect.